Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Yesterday, Steve introduced us to the three friends of Job who showed up to comfort him in his unspeakable suffering. They're Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. And what we see in chapters 3 through 28 is an ongoing conversation between Job and these and these three friends. Job will speak, then one friend will respond, then Job will respond to that friend, and then the other friend will respond, and then Job will respond to that friend, and then so on and so forth. This goes through three cycles of conversation. And Job is kind of all over the place. Obviously, the discussion that they're trying to land on is, is God just? Does he operate the universe justly and according to just principles? And why do people suffer? And they're trying to figure all this out. And we're going to land on a very important idea here in Job chapter 9, the idea of the need for an arbiter. So before we go into chapter 9, we need to look at chapter 8. And this is Bildad. Bildad is making the case to Job that you must have done something wrong, and if you, re- which is why you're suffering. And if you repent, you will be restored. Here's what he says in chapter 8, verse 3 through 6. Does God pervert justice or does the Almighty pervert the right? If your children have sinned against him, he has delivered them into the hand of their transgressions. If you will seek God and plead with the Almighty for mercy, if you are pure and upright, surely then he will rouse himself for you and restore your rightful habitation. So Bildad, much like the other guys, is saying, Job, the reason you're suffering has to be in direct response to something sinful you've done. And if you repent... God will restore you. And this is what Job says in chapter 9, verse 2 and 3. Truly, I know that it is so, but how can a man be in the right before God? If one wished to contend with God, one could not answer him once in a thousand times. Let's go down to 13. God will not turn back his anger, Job says. How then can I answer him, choosing my words with him? Though I am in the right, I cannot answer him. I must appeal for mercy to my accuser. And then verse 19. If it's a contest of strength, behold, God is mighty. If it is a matter of justice, who can summon him? Though I am in the right, my own mouth would condemn me. Though I am blameless, he would prove me perverse. I am blameless. I regard not myself. I loathe my life. It is all one. Therefore, I say, he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When disaster brings sudden death, he mocks calamity of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covers the faces of its judges. And if it's not he, then who is it? So a couple things about this before we go any further. First of all, this entire section, 3 through 28, even beyond that, is very dense Hebrew poetry. And I'm not a poetry guy. It's very abstract. It's hard to understand. I've read a lot of commentaries. I've done a lot of studying on this just to even understand it at an elementary level, much less communicate it to you. But if you get in here, you're going to have to wade through all this poetry and abstract language. That's the first thing. The second thing is we need to remember that at the beginning of Job, God himself says that Job was righteous and blameless. So in one sense, no, 
Job isn't being punished directly for a sin that he has committed because Job is righteous and blameless. However, what Job is coming to the realization of in this conversation is that bad things happen to people who are righteous and who are wicked. And good things happen to people who are righteous and wicked. And God, verse 24, if it's not God who governs all these things, then who is it? So, of course, God is governing all these things. He's completely sovereign over these calamities that have befallen Job. And on one hand, yes, Job is righteous. But what Job is coming to an understanding of is that even though he's quote-unquote righteous, there is a huge gap between him and Almighty God. The gap is so wide that he could never answer God in a contest, not once in a thousand times. What he's understanding is we cannot stand. Humans cannot stand before God because God is completely different than us. He's totally holy and righteous and perfect. And we, even those of us that are quote-unquote righteous and blameless like Job, are not worthy to be in the presence of God because of our fallenness, our finiteness, our mortality, our sinfulness. And Job is saying, I need, I need an arbiter. I need someone to appeal for mercy before the Lord. So let's go forward to 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Here's what Paul writes in chapter 2, verse 5. For there is one God, and there is one mediator, mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. And here's what Hebrews says. It's talking about Jesus Christ as the high priest, the one priest that mediates on behalf of men to God. This is chapter 7 of Hebrews, verse 23. The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But Christ holds this priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So friends, there is an arbiter. There is a high priest. There is a mediator. There is somebody who can solve this problem that we, even those of us who are quote-unquote righteous or blameless like Job, and really we're not righteous or blameless, we're sinful to the core. There is a mediator who will stand before our accuser, who will stand before Almighty God, the righteous holy judge, and appeal on our behalf because of his righteousness. This, this mediator was Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect life, of course, died a sinless death, rose from the dead, and a great exchange happens when we put our faith in him. We get his righteousness, which makes us holy and blameless before God. We have the penalty that we owe to God. Mark paid. That's death. What a great gospel, and what an amazing truth that Job, through this dense Hebrew poetry, is coming to understand in which is clear to us who have the benefit of looking back through the New Testament and the Old Testament to see how God fully introduced his plan of redemption and allowed us to be part of it. Lord, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the arbiter, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. 
First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.